Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. Get those car care questions ready for ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Morning, Dan. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Nice morning. Fresh morning. Getting my equipment adjusted here. (laughs) Turning on your microphone helps. Yeah. Uh, you have a good week? I did have a good week. Yeah, I was uh, uh, glad that we didn't get a foot of snow. Yeah, for that's, sure. Uh, that's always uh, encouraging for me, and, and uh, I can take the cold as long as I get a little sunshine. I agree. The sun is, Makes a big is difference. really good for my attitude. If it's cloudy and dreary, I have a hard time with that. And that sun, even at this time of year, especially then we'll feel it again like in February. Right. Uh, it starts warm. It's warming up the car better. You know, you've seen where my bay is right there, and, yeah. and in that corner by the shop, the sun shines and the wind is blocked, and uh, right there by that door is a pretty comfortable place to right. stand outside. And You had first choice at that. I or work outdoors. <laughs> well, uh, now I don't have a bay. You know, they, they make me work outside most of the time. So. <laughs> you've been moved aside. <laughs> yeah, I've been kicked aside. It happens. That's okay. If you have any kind of a car care issue, car, truck, van, and you need to bring it to your favorite dealer, your favorite shop for some service, you want to know what the heck could be wrong with it. It's always good to be armed with a little more information rather than less information. So call us or text Dan. Either one, same number applies, 651-989-9226. Don't wait, though. Uh, Dan will be here till just about, uh, well, about another 30 minutes, about another half hour. So call in your question or text to Dan, 651-989-9226. I was looking at, uh, we talk about tire pressure from time to time, and this is the year, time of year, uh, when uh, I'll look at the, uh, whatever you call that, inside the door panel where it tells you the cold pressure. Yep. Um, I think in in my case, I think it's 33 mm-hmm. PSI. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that if I had put air in the tire, even not, like 35, one morning it's 34, the tires. Oh, for and sure. That, and it's this cold weather makes that, but what I want to know is, uh, you know, the, the, with a couple of our cars, Tony's and mine, I have that reading. I could see what the PSI mm-hmm. is. In Sandy's uh, truck, can't. Yeah. I guess what would be a light if it comes on if it's right. too low? First of all, air pressure is a little bit of a moving, moving target. Yeah. Uh, when you say I put 33 PSI in my car, sort of you did because... No two gauges are exactly calibrated correctly. And, I mean, if you'd, you'd have to spend thousands of dollars on an exact mm. calibrated gauge. Won't be doing uh, that. I spend a couple hundred on mine, which is pretty good. Yeah. But still, I can take two, uh, two expensive gauges yeah. and check the car uh, with the two gauges and get two slightly different readings. Interesting. And so, you know, it, it is <clears throat> a bit of a moving target. So it's a, it's a range for sure. Uh, optimally, it wants 33 psi on cool tires. So it's a it's a range for sure. Uh, optimally, it wants 33 psi on cool tires. 
And you'll have to know that when the tires warm up, the air pressure goes up because that's what happens to oxygen as it warms. It expands. Um, so uh, that's true. And also, when your tires get cold this time of year, and especially Monday uh, <laughs> when it's really cold, uh, the pressure for sure will go down. So my first warning is when your tire pressure light comes on, look at the tires. If they all look the same, don't panic. It's it's no big deal. It's just cool air, you know, the cold air, and the pressure's down a pound or two. And uh, on a severely cold morning, don't try and fill them up at one of the gas station uh, pumps because when it's cold out, they just don't work. I mean, the moisture in there freezes. So the only hope to get air on a day like that is to come to a place like Lloyd's where we have our compressor and our tanks inside where they're warm, and and, uh, and we keep our air hose inside so it doesn't freeze. And uh, but that but that's what you need if you need if you need air. But like I say, don't panic. It's uh, it's no big deal, and uh, they're only down a pound or two. What did we do years ago? Well, that's what no... I said. Back in the day, it was common sense. You'd go kick the tires, and if they <laughs> if they felt full, if they looked full and felt full, they're full. Uh, but uh, and you'd use an old mechanical gauge, which, sure. which are really not very accurate, but but still close enough. And uh, and maybe that's what you need to do on a car <clears throat> that doesn't give you exact readings. Is uh, go back to go. You'll have to get out of the car and take the cap off and use a tire gauge. Just check, like the check, old days. Check the tires that way. Yeah. All right. You can ask any kind of a car care question you want. You can text it or call it six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That number gets you in both the text messages, and the phone calls. Tell you what, let's go back to the phones. I think uh, Bob is calling in from Hastings. Hey, Bob, what's your question this morning? Oh, Dan, thanks for uh, helping me with this issue. I have a 2003 Honda Odyssey, and I have, I'm having trouble turning the key. Um, it helps to have the steering wheel straight sometimes. It helps to use one of the – I have three keys. It helps to switch up the keys. Um but it, I know it's either the ignition or the key. How do you tell which one it is in in turning the car? Well, if it if it if you have three keys and you've tried them all, and all three do the same thing, then it's the it's the switch itself. And uh, the good news is for you is if you are uh, able to check with some of the locksmiths around town, uh, they're good about uh, getting in there and fixing that. What they actually do is they. Uh, take there, there. There must be one of the tumblers that uh, in in the key cylinder must be sticking a little bit, and it won't release sometimes when you want to turn the key. And of course, jiggling the key and all that helps and makes it work in the short term. But sometimes that stops working, and uh, you actually can get s- stuck. So I would recommend that you uh, have this check. But call call a locksmith, and what they'll do is actually just take those tumblers out, which makes the uh, car a uh, a little bit easier to steal if if if, uh, but if somebody's talented enough to do that, they're going to get it whether you yeah. have all those tumblers in there or not. So, uh, but at any rate, it can be fixed, which is a, a way less expensive than actually replacing the whole cil- the whole uh, s- switch assembly. I so know. Check we, into that. Thank you. Thanks, Bob or Bob and Matt. You hang on. Um, I did what uh, you suggested. You've suggested in the past the other day, and I took the actual key out. And use the open and locked, you know, locked and unlocked 
my car with right. the actual key instead of the fob, right? Just to kind of keep it limbered up well, on the doors and the Correct. And their doors in the trunk. And uh, and uh, boy, I'll tell you what, when I go to use the key, and oftentimes when people drop their car off, they'll want to just leave us the key and not the fob. And I, I don't go for that because I'll go out to the car to use the key. You haven't used it in 10 years, <laughs> and it won't open the car. So uh, that that's a big deal. That, that the, uh, so bring the fob. Bring the fob with for one thing, but, but use that key from time to time uh, just to keep everything lubricated, or not lubricated, but moving, because uh, motion is the key. All right. We have to move on to a quick break here, Dan, so hang on. Uh, we'll come back and grab some phone calls, and uh, we'll grab some uh, text messages as well. This is CCO's Car Care Show around every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour. Dan will be here till about 7.45. So call in or text in before we run out of time. Rain likely later on this afternoon, otherwise cloudy skies to move in f- near 40. Uh, Dan in uh, Lakeville suggested it's going to be warm enough to put up Christmas lights today. So today may be your day to, to do that. Good suggestion. Right now in the Twin Cities, 30. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Law here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, located exactly where? We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call. We'll be there this morning at 651-228-1316. Very good. Uh, we'll get you that phone number before Dan leaves us. We have callers. We have texters. I don't want to forget the texters, but Matt uh, Matt in St. Paul, I believe. Let's get, get Matt's call in here first. Matt, what is your question? Well, Dan, I have a 2003 Cadillac DeVille with the North Star engine. It misses when it's idling, whether it's in park or drive. Um, once I'm moving, it seems to run fine. It's probably still missing, uh <laughs> when you're driving too, but you're just not feeling it. Uh, but at any rate, that's a, that's an easy check for for a shop. They'll put the scan tool on, figure out which cylinder it is, and then go after it and decide if it's a spark problem, a uh, uh, a fuel problem, or a compression, you know, coolant related problem, uh, and be able to get that fixed for you. But you shouldn't drive too long with that. With that, that can, if it's misfiring. Uh, and still getting fuel through there, it can do some damage to the catalytic converter and things like that. So uh, you probably want to get after that and, and get that repaired uh, soon. Those catalytic converters are costly. They are. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to get into that. All right. A texter says this. Uh, I'm a texter from Richfield. Thanks for doing this car care program every Saturday. I want to buy a 2011 Camry that is low miles, 26000 Is this considered an old car will i have more troubles due to the car's age will the rubber seals belts hoses be cracking will the, a lot of questions here will the grease inside the wheel yeah. bearings be half dried up what would you suggest i'd be excited about buying that car that would be a but get it a, checked out yeah 2011 with 20 some thousand yeah. miles not like yeah. it's never been used uh no i don't think that would be a problem at all i would uh uh feel good about uh Getting that car, but yes, you should have that professionally inspected uh, at a shop and have them go through it, look for any problems, give you the heads up on on things you might need to take care of, or maybe you want to have the seller take care of before you take possession of it. But at any rate, uh, for sure, have it inspected so you know what you're getting into. 
There's, and I know you you have people that deal with the actual cost of different repairs, but on, on that uh, subject about uh, checking a used car, uh, what's roughly the charge for checking out that car that I want to purchase? Oh, I think at the most you would spend is $100 to have okay. it in, inspected. You know, and even if you're buying or getting a car yeah. or selling a car to or from a family member or a close friend or somebody that you totally trust, still have it inspected because uh, you don't want any surprises after the fact. That can make things really uncomfortable. So uh, let a shop kind of take on that responsibility of telling you both uh, what they find and what they see so that uh, if if surprises come up, the seller can feel good. Well, I did what I could to head this off. And, and, you know, you never know. There can always be something that nobody can see. But at least if you've if you've done what you can, you'll feel good about selling it. So I think it's worth it, uh, even if you're dealing with a good friend. Oh, I agree. And then everybody can kind of rest at night. Maybe more so if you're dealing with a good friend. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a qu- not really a question, Dan, but uh, a warning, I guess. It says, before you buy a new car, inspect the rotors. Uh, I bought a brand-new uh, car and about... Uh, after about 5,000 miles, I noticed a rumbling and a slight vibration uh, when applying the brakes. The dealer said that the car must have sat somewhere for a long time because there was rust on the rotors. The darkened area on the rotors was the exact image of the brake pad. Obviously, the inactivity was occurring well before I bought the car. Nonetheless, uh, the guy said that this uh, is due to environmental damage and therefore it is not covered by warranty. $500 later, I have new rotors, no rumble or vibration. Buyer beware. Yeah, well, that's true. In fact, uh, that's true on any car that you park. Uh, Usually, it's okay because if you've driven the car, the the rotors were hot when you parked the car. And if they're hot, they would have been dry. But if the vehicle is parked in a situation where those rotors get wet again while it's parked, then uh, that can be for sure be a problem where they get and they're going to rust. They're bare metal, so it doesn't uh, seem to take very long either. Well, if I if I drip water on a on a brake rotor on a car before I run it out of the bay, the rust is coming uh, through that the fast. motor. So it ha- wow. yeah, it happens in in no time at all. And you know that surface rust is no big deal at all. As soon as you apply the brake, it it scrubs it right off and it's gone. But if the if the car sits for a long time, and that rust is able to penetrate deep into the brake rotor, then uh, exactly what you're saying is is it uh, get, it stays there. The the brake pad will not rub it off, and you feel that pulse as you, as the rotor sure. comes around every time. Hang on, Dan. We'll uh, take a quick break here. Keep in mind that Dan will be here for about another oh, 15 minutes or so. So if you have a question, you can call it in. Or text it in, same number, 651-989-9226. Let's get a Wix and Time check in here, 729. The non-commissioned team of experts at Wix and Jewelers in Bloomington will ensure that your visit is nothing short of unforgettable. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Dan's going to be with us for about another oh, eight, ten minutes or so. And uh, we have a bunch of text messages, Dan, so let's, uh, let's get to them. Sounds good. Helping some folks out. Uh, let's see. Where, here's one. Uh, my 2019 Santa Fe alerted me about the low tire pressure as soon as the temp dropped. 
They were 27 PSI, down from 33, but that warning light drives me crazy. It drives me crazy, too, because I'll tell you what happens is on that morning, Monday morning, when it's 18 degrees, people are going to be lined up at my shop wanting me to come out and help them put air in their tires. <laughs> I'm glad to do it, uh, seriously, but uh, but it happens every time the weather gets cold. You know, It'll happen again in January, the first time that the weather gets down to 10 below. Uh, there'll be another round of, of uh, people needing air in their tires because of the light. Back in the old days, we used to just ignore it. <clears throat> you wouldn't know it. Uh, it would not alert you that it's down to that level, and you would just drive, and, and everything would be fine. But now that light uh, comes on, and I agree, it it can drive you nuts. It makes you, makes you a little hypersensitive. We and I know you've listened to CCO Radio on uh, Radio dot com, various places. You were, yeah. I think you were even in Europe. I right? was in Amsterdam uh, yeah. having lunch and listening to listening to this show. To actually, this show. Nick, you and Nick were on, <laughs> and it was it was lunchtime for me. But you guys were doing the show. I uh, I just wanted to mention that we just uh, recently got a text message from uh, Haver, Montana. So we appreciate that. Uh, here's what the texter says: I have a 2015 Chevy Traverse that we uh, bought as a rental return. Uh, the heater and defrost work but they seem to take longer to do the job than most vehicles I've had. Uh, just the way it is, you think, or something we can fix? Well, it's something we can check easily. If I hook my scan tool up, I can tell the uh, engine temperature, and if the engine temperature is warming up properly, uh, then uh, it's just, it is what it is. Uh, if the engine temperature is not warming up uh, properly, uh, it might need a new thermostat. It might have to replace a thermostat in it, but... But uh, like I say, it's an easy thing uh, for us to check. So they're still changing thermostats. Huh? Still, well, that's still what – you know, <clears throat> I was working on a 49 Studebaker uh, this week, which – You were. Uh, I don't do often, but once in a while we'll do that for a friend. But uh, uh, I was looking at that flathead engine and the carburetor, and they're so simple, but – they're still exactly the same as as the the engine in your car. It's still an internal combustion engine with pistons and valves, and it's yours is way fancier and and way more efficient and way yeah. more everything. But the process is the same. But it's still uh, the same concept, and so it has it has never changed. It's really interesting. All right. Uh, here's another text and uh, 2008 Saturn View. This week, as it started getting colder, the hatch will not stay up. Any suggestions? Yeah, you'll need to replace those uh, little struts that hold the hatch up. Uh, what happens is when they get cold, the fluid in there gets cold, and the seals get cold, and they, they, the fluid will bleed by uh, sooner than it's supposed to. So if you replace those uh, hatch struts, those little black things that hold it up, uh, that'll take care of it for you. Okay. A lot of folks interested in the tire pressure thing that we started our chat with this morning. It says, when the tire pressure goes down to 25, 28, 30, uh, will they go back to 34 by driving or should air be put in? <laughs> I've never, I almost never let air out of tires. So uh, they will not overinflate. Uh, but over time, any tire always, uh, no matter how well it's sealed, will leak a little bit. So if you let a car sit for a long enough period of time, the air pressure will drop down a little bit, and that's just the way that it goes. So, and that's also one of the reasons that I say we need to maintain your vehicle at least twice a year is because 
that's one of the things that we do is air up your tires. And uh, so, uh, no, if your t- if your tire light comes on and your tire and your tires are low, go ahead and air them up to the proper level. And in fact, this time of year, mm-hmm. I'm overinflating them just a little bit so that I don't have to come out in January yes, when right. it's ten below and and uh, put air in your tires again. Now, so. what if you one does not have snow tires but all season? And uh, let's say your cold air temp uh, pressure rather is 33 pounds. Uh, you should not really overinflate if you're driving in snow, right? Well, is it? again, it's not a perfect science. It's, yeah, if, true. It's a range. 33 is for sure a range. Uh, if I put 33 in today, actually, Denny, to tell you the truth, if I, uh, when I put four new tires on your car yeah. and I inflate them to the proper level while they're on the machine, and then uh, the air that I'm putting in your tire is the the tanks are up at the top of, you know, up near the ceiling. Yeah. So the air I'm putting in is very warm. Just the process of of balancing the tire and putting them on the car, if I check them again, they will be about a pound lower, lower. Huh. than where I put it because there's been a temperature change. Cooling. So Cooling that's, off. that's just the way that it goes. So like I said, it's a moving target. Yeah. Uh, and it's a range. To hit it exactly on the number and keep it exactly on the number is impossible. So don't worry about that. Forget about that. All right. Get some rest. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a text here that jumps around, so bear with me. Uh, good morning, Denny and Dan. I have a 2012 Ford Fusion with a 2.3-liter four-cylinder engine. It seems like there is a lag of one or two seconds when I – hold on here now. When I uh, – I think – when I shift the transmission into drive. This seems more frequent now than when I purchased the car in 2013. Is this normal or is there a problem on the horizon? Well, I don't think – no, it, that's not a warning sign of any kind. Uh, uh, when, when temperatures are cold, the transmission will take a little bit longer to shift. In fact, on my car, when the temperatures is severely cold, below zero, for example, and I, and I go to drive, it won't shift into a higher gear. It stays at a lower gear longer, and that's just part of the strategy to get the engine warmed up quicker to the proper temperature, and the the engine works best when it's at its proper operating temperature. And the quicker that we can get it to that operating temperature, the better it is for the vehicle, and the better it is for the economy or, or, or the environment. The environment and sure. the economy. Absolutely, it works. Yeah, there too. Yeah, but it's better for the environment if we get the engine running at proper temperature. Dan, I think we have time for one more phone call before you take your lead. James in Plymouth. James, what is your question? My question is, uh, I have the 2004 Volvo XC70 Cross Country. I've been having a brake issue. I have plenty of pad on the brakes, uh, and my pedal, my brake pedal will go all the way to the floor, and it's, my brakes just aren't very good. I've bled the front brakes. I intend to bleed the rear brakes. If the rear brake isn't an issue, do you think it might be the master cylinder? I do think it is the master cylinder. And one thing to be aware of is if you have never opened your braking system, if, if you've never introduced air for any reason, if the system hasn't gotten empty, there's no reason for air to be in there. So uh, I think if, you're, if your pedal's going to the floor, you definitely have a hydraulic problem. It's probably not air. And uh, if it's not leaking any fluid, then it's most likely the master cylinder. All right. Another text just came in just to, to comment. 
A listener listening in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, there we go. I would guess it's a little warmer than we have 30 degrees here. Yeah. We have. Although not much warmer. I Maybe think. not. It's kind of cool down there, too. Maybe not. ABS, here's another text. ABS lights light up simultaneously. What could be the issue? Well, there's sensors on each of the wheels. There's sensors on the hydraulic system. There's sensors everywhere on ABS because it's a, a safety issue. Um, so something, if the ABS system is on, uh, or if the ABS light is on, it has failed its safe to its self test, and uh, you need to take it in and have it service. There'll be information stored in the computer for us to access, but you'll need to take that in. Some it's not happy with something, and the safety valve for that system is when something's not right, it turns on the light and shuts itself off. So uh, the ABS is not working when the light is on. Uh, for the, for our listeners, the texters, I'm going to save the text we didn't get to, and we'll open up the show next week with those. That's a great idea. Good deal. Have a good week, Dan. How do we get in touch with you guys well, at Lloyd's? Come on over. We're at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can give us a call at 651-228-1316 or uh, find us on the web at Lloyd's Automotive, L-L-O-I-D-S, Lloyd'sAutomotive.net, or we're on Facebook, too. Find us there. Find us on Facebook. Another question we'll get to next week is who was Lloyd of Lloyd's Automotive? We'll answer that next week. I know the answer to that. (laughs) Good deal. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.